Hey everyone, before we start today's episode, we want to make an announcement that we've opened a Discord server for Enchantment Podcast. So if you'd like to join, you can find the link in the description of this episode. You can find the link pinned to our Twitter and on our Facebook. So be sure to join us in Discord for conversations about enchantment, about general Dragon Age, and if you'd like to talk about spoilers, because if you remember this podcast is spoiler-free, you have to ask us about the spoiler safe role to get access to specific spoiler channels. I don't have that. Manny doesn't have that. It's have basically it. for him, because yeah. we need his reactions to be pure. Exactly. Like a newborn baby. So be sure to join us in Discord, and we record these episodes a bit in advance, so it'll be a while until you hear Discord tacked on at the end of episodes. But join us for conversation, and we're excited to see you there. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Annie. And this is episode 17. I have no joke to go with the number. There's no joke to 17, it's just a feeling. Annie, <laughs> what did we do last time? Um, so last time. Yes. Jesus Christ, what the fuck did we do? Oh, well, um, last time. We were in Denerim, weren't we? Uh, yesterday we were in the city of, um... Uh, the, 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 the concrete sleeps. jungle That's where they, dreams yes. are made of. That's what they call it. We were yeah. Denerim. Yes. Um, and while we were there, we did a whole lot of stuff in the big city. We found Marjolaine. Mm -hmm. We found Goldana, Alistair's sister, who mm -hmm. was not very warm and welcoming. No. We met the fake Waylon while we mm -hmm. searched for Brother Chen at TV. Yes. And after all that, we made our way to the town of Haven, which was overrun. We were not overrun. No, overrun. I would say it's overrun. But- like, if the town already inhabits cultists, has it really been, inhab like, overrun by cultists? Or is that just the town in that case? I, no, I think that, you know what, then it's not overrun. I think it, that's just how that's the just town, how town is. is. That Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's cultists in this town. And the last thing we do is enter a fake Chantry, beat up a few people because they attack us for being outsiders, steal their cultist medallion, and find the real Brother Genitivi, who says he can lead us to a temple where we can continue our search for the urn and that's where our journey begins this week it sure is oh what i would give to have seen this hall in all its splendor as it was meant to be still sweep away the ice and the snow and traces of beauty remain so let me describe our surroundings here yeah this beautiful temple if you like cold <laughs> i guess um so basically it's a giant like stone like temple yeah like it's like a regular temple like a regular like fantasy temple like ooh, it's like a ruins What's right yeah it's all ruined and yeah. falling apart yeah but there's snow everywhere oh yeah it's on top of a mountain it's on top of a mountain or yeah. maybe it's like on the face of the mountain and when you traverse through the temple you climb the mountain or something yeah i don't something like that yeah so it's, it's up there it's like if you mix if like elsa was really pissed going <laughs> to like a stone building yeah instead of ice it was stone yeah yeah that's that's what this is yeah. on top of a mountain on top of a mountain so that's basically how this whole... It's actually really large, if you really think it's about huge, it. It's huge, yeah. And Brother Chen TV mentions, like, oh, I would have loved to have seen this tower in its heyday, whatever. And that's actually kind of true, because yeah. it is. It's quite large, and I'm curious to see what it once was. I don't know why, in my mind, I'm imagining, like, a flashback. But it, instead of it being, like, in the medieval times, yeah. as, like, Dragon Age takes place in, I'm imagining, like, a 1920s flashback. <laughs> like, where it's like, I wonder how it was in its heyday. <laughs> 
<laughs> like everyone's swing dancing. Andraste, you made it to the party. I know, honey. <laughs> Do the Charleston chew. It's like a Lost or Once Upon a Time style flashback. Yes. Like, I wonder what it was like. And then you just see the past of how it was and you cut back to us. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is supposedly what houses the urn of sacred ashes, which, if you remember, is Andraste's um like final burial yeah like these are her ashes Mm -hmm. so this is where we find ourselves and we have to fight our way through because just like so many areas in this game it's full of demons just around i I don't think it's ever explained why there are like wraiths i mean to be honest i feel like every freaking part of ferelden has a monster in it it's just like yeah there's just like demons everywhere there's like no there's no stopping them I, yeah, they're, like they're, they're like another citizen of this world. I feel like we should just give them a city. <laughs> they should just be part of the world at yeah. this point. Because we're so worried about the darkspawn infesting, but like these demons have been here the whole time, just everywhere we go. There's demons. The only place there wasn't demons were like. Do you think Denimer. it's because of the cultists? I guess so, because also in this tower there are cultist enemies, and so maybe like the mage ones use the demons as like part of their arsenal, and it's not actually like normally infested with demons i hope not because this is where andraste's buried so like if it was infested with demons that'd be pretty bleak it's like going to like, like your holiest figure like imagine going to like the place where jesus was buried in <laughs> and it's just like demonic and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's terrible that's i terrible. hope that's not the case here no but i i assume this temple was once like some religious like figure this is very it's probably like a really just like it used to be a beautiful castle yeah some sort of like religious like sancti- sanctum sanctum Sancti- yeah some sort yeah. of religious sanctum yes um, i played swing music i played swing music <laughs> but now we're just here fighting on through so jenna tv decides to hang back because he wants to take in the architecture and learn more about andraste's life and whatnot based on the statues of her time and we do what we do best which is further on and fighting through cultists holy shit what the hell is that? A rhino? It's a bronto. It's a rhino. He has nowhere to go. This bronto. This Hell is yeah. All to save one guy. They're cultists. They should die. We're not only saving one guy, but we're also doing the town a favor. That's true. Oh, I got my lock picker. Oh, not that fool from last time. Zevran. Zevran. That you had sex with. Yeah, you know what? He might not be able to open a chest box, Look. but he. While we're traveling around, we accidentally select Alistair and spark a conversation, and it ends up being a really, really nice one. It's this happens a lot to us. Yeah. Like we try to like, you know, like we're trying to click on something else and then all of a sudden we accidentally click on a character instead. Yeah. And it gets really annoying. It does get annoying, and then it always ends up being something important. This happened with Alistair before. Yeah. When we were going into the um, Redcliffe Castle through mm-hmm. the windmill. Yeah. And we accidentally talk to him and that kickstarts the side quest to meeting his sister. <laughs> and it's, and like, it's like, oh, by the way, I, wanna, I have a sister. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's like right now you have to mention this. So now this happens again, but I really like what he has to say. I appreciate that you brought me to see my sister and that you, well, that you were there to talk me down after we left. You're a true friend. I just wanted to tell you that. You still won't let We're in this together. Oh, I feel the same way. Well, now that that's out of the way, I ask away. Okay. <laughs> well, I love you too. Love you too. That was another one of our lovely 
friendly family moments. It was. Uh, not technically family, but like... You know what? Like your chosen family. I Well, it's still family. Anyone could be family, Brandon. Yes, that's I mean, there's true. blood family, and then there's like, I'm a family. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Alistair's a family. He's a family. Yeah. <laughs> it was so nice. It was really nice, and it came out of nowhere, too. Um, you'll experience more of these random encounters. Oh, yeah. That we accidentally Just in the call. middle of missions. Yeah. Where like we're in the middle of like oh my god I'm about to die I would like to talk to you about something really important yeah. <laughs> it's like we're about to get killed but I really need to have this we're standing over dead bodies that we just killed <laughs> I want to talk to you about my gluten allergy <laughs> it's like, not the they time just initiate a side quest where we have to find her gluten free <laughs> bread for her toast <laughs> Dragon Age Four please <laughs> please. It's uh, a new age. Please, please. <laughs> enlighten the, the mainstream about gluten intolerance. Yes. Um, so after our lovely little moment, uh, we actually end up, you know, finding a key. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So in this tower, um, not tower, in this temple, there's like hidden, not hidden, but there's locked doorways that you kind of have to backtrack to go to. Yeah. So the path we've gone down finally ends up at a chest with a key. So we have to backtrack all the way back through the tower so we can finally open where that leads us to. And while backtracking, there end up being cultists to fight, like, where we came from. <laughs> and it's like, wait, but, like, Brother Genitivi is supposed to be yeah, here. Yeah, he's, like, here. It's like, is he dead? <laughs> like, you're kind of worried a bit because, like, <laughs> you walk back and all these cultists are just are running there. towards us yeah. and, like, about, like, heading to kill us. Like, wait a minute, but this we were here. He is. This is where he's supposed to be. Is he hiding? Yeah. Can someone who we just left back there, like, can they be killed? Yeah. And so we end up fighting these cultists and we resolve the battle and we go back and we see Brother Genitivi just standing there within sight of all this, just and watching us fight demons and do nothing. <laughs> and that should be the cause of alarm. Yeah. Like, what are you even doing? You're not helping us at all. <laughs> well, maybe Dan come over here because... Oh, yeah, there's a guy waiting for us. Hi. He's watching. Oh, wow. I guess they're in trouble, huh? That's fine. Oh, Alistair just fell to the ground, huh? If I just cover my eyes, they won't see that I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, there's there's archers. Look, I can scope out the area. Wow, we're being so fucking smart. This Hello, we got the mage. What the hell? Is he flying? <laughs> I'm out of here. He's what? like a very scary Lakitu from Mario. Lakitu? You know the guy who does a... Dun, 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 dun. In Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. He's like a very scary version of that. <laughs> so I have to explain myself <laughs> um, why I called the Wraith, the Ash Wraith, yeah. a evil version of Lakitu. Even though Lakitu is evil. Lakitu's evil? Lakitu is one of um, Bowser's minions. Oh, my God. I never knew this. Can yeah. you please explain Lakitu oh, for okay. our friends across so if the any, microphone? If, for the like five or two people that haven't played a single Mario game, <laughs> uh, Lakitu is a turtle creature yeah. that resides on a cloud. Yes. And he has glasses. Mm -hmm. And he sometimes throws little spiky uh, minions or any, like, weaponry to hit Mario with in, like, the normal games. Oh, yeah. So he is a villain. Yeah. Or when, you know, everyone is acting peacefully. Right. He is the guy. During with, the sports games. During the sports and games. The Mario karting. Um, he's the one who holds the uh, stop and go lights. Yeah. Uh, before the match. Before exactly. Before the race. Uh, he's actually a racer. Because Lakitu is not a person. Lakitu is a species. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Lakitu. So you can race as Lakitu because you can race as Lakitu in, in the newest Party. one. In the newest one, you can wow, play as Lakitu. Wow, I never knew that. Yes, but he is not in a cloud. He's he's just sitting there. He's just sitting there. So yeah. it's not part of him. Yeah. You could also in one of the Mario games you can hit Lakitu, <gasps> and you could steal his cloud and just fly <gasps> over. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's really evil. <laughs> so about it. in Dragon Age, the Ash Wraith, it's like it's like the wraiths that we've seen previously in the game. But it's sitting on a cloud. <laughs> so that's why I said because it's like a purpley kind of cloud and he's kind of just floating around everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, it's Lakitu. It's like Lakitu when he just flies up to you and flies around. I always wanted to, you know what I want to do? I want to do a switch where like, in like a wife swap kind of situation. <laughs> where, where Lakitu's an enemy in Dragon Age. Where like, yeah, Lakitu's an enemy in Dragon Age and the Ash Wraith <laughs> is the one who's in charge of the races in Mario Kart. And so that's like, you know. so scary. That'd be terrifying. Like, you just see all the Mario characters shitting their pants it's like (laughs) and you have to run away from it yeah and then then when you fall off the stage it picks you up by the neck (laughs) and then like the character's dead like imagine toad falling off a cliff and then it's like no no it's like being lifted up in the air and then puts you right back on the course but his head's just like off to the side cracked and he's just dead and all the characters are trying to quickly pass him rainbow world would be crazy oh my god corpses lakitu's everywhere well no ash rays everywhere ash rays everywhere and then like gathering your souls just imagine lakitu in dragon age how cute cute there are no cute enemies in this. There aren't because this this is like the real world. Nothing's yeah, cute. Yeah, nothing's cute. They're all just trying to kill you. Yeah. And there'll just be Lakitu who's floating around like smiling with his like, glasses. Hi, everyone. Because Lakitu also fishes. Oh, he'll fish for us and yes. like swing us around. <laughs> It'd be so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, you know, other than Lakitu, what else happens, Brandon? Uh, well, we just continue traveling. We just continue beating the crap out of some enemies. This temple is a lot of fighting. It's a lot of just walking through a huge temple, which is like, I guess, within the mountain because it's so huge and just fighting enemies. There's really like not a lot of there isn't really. It's not like because this is not one of those missions where we talk to a lot of people. No, yeah. The cultists don't want to talk. No, they just want to fight us. They just want to be like little bitches and be like, fight him, kill them. (laughs) We stole their Mazda. Yeah, we stole their We stole their medallion. Yeah, that's true. And so I guess they, no mercy, no, no talking. So we just, we fight through them, fight through the temple. What's through this door? Another door. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Uh-oh. Someone's gonna uh-oh. fight you. Uh oh. We got oh. arches. We got a metal door. We got a ballista. A ballista. Ballista, ballista, ballista. I'm gonna guess Alistair is the one that's uh, whistling. Mm. I don't know why, it's a hunch. It's a hunch. It's a hunch. Like Horton hears a who, you know? What? <laughs> you know, like Horton hears a who? Yeah, I know like Horton is, but what? Isn't that like a part of it? Like a hunch? He has a, when he has a hunch? Oh. The only memory I have, like the mo- vivid memory I have of uh, the film Horton hears a who is that uh, for a limited time in IHOP. Yes. You could get the Horton Hears a Who. Well, there was just a whole menu of Horton Hears a Who uh, dishes. Really? Yes. In the International House of Burgers? Yes. And there was what I believe was the most sugar-infused pancake plate I've ever seen. 
So it was okay. So it was like a stack of like seven or eight pancakes. Okay. Uh, like like it looked like a mountain. It was like a small pancake on top, and they got slowly bigger as it went along. Okay. And I think that's how it was. And then there were like three or four different colored syrups on it. Wait, that, there were different syrups. On like it? I don't think it was different syrups. I think it was just the color of it. it okay. And then it tops off with like candy. Like I have to see it. I have to find a picture. But if anyone. Like, remembers the Horn Hears a Who pancakes. Um, can you tell us... <laughs> Everyone's like, oh yeah, the Horn Hears a Who pancakes. Can you tell me if it's like... Dis- was it dis- I remember tasting it a bit, and I think I was disgusted by them, but uh-huh. I don't know if I just got a bad batch, or, or like... You got the bad batch. Oh, see here? Okay, I have a picture of it. Okay, oh, really? it, okay yeah, you actually do. There's a commercial for it, too. It was 2008. Oh, okay. Let me describe it again. Okay. So, okay, it's one, two, three, four, five pancakes. Sure. In the shape of a mountain. Now, it's actually two different colored syrups. One blue and one purple. Mm-hmm. And then it's... Co- I think these are like M&M kind of things. And then on the top is a lollipop. Oh. So this is what it looks like. Whoa! So it's like blue and purple and... I mean, look at that! Look at that one. That one has more. Oh, God. That looks terrible, actually. So this whole conversation about Horton Hears a Who kind of, like, just, like, brought me back <laughs> to, like, 10 years ago. Okay. When the movie came out. I think, what was I? I was in, I was in high school at the time. Okay. I think I was in 10th grade when Horton Hears a Who came out. It was 2008? 2008. I started high school I in think... 2006. Okay. So, yeah, no, I was yeah, in 10th grade. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, so I did not see Hort- I was not the target audience for Horton <laughs> Here's a Who, but I did go to IHOP okay. with my nephew, who was at least four at the time. Yeah, he was four. Okay. And I think he went to go see Horton Here's a Who, and he was sure. like, I want to have the Horton pancakes. So we went, and my God, <laughs> I had just regular pancakes because okay. I'm a human. Yeah. Uh, those pancakes. You don't have the palate for that. I don't have the palate. You don't have the refined palate like, for that. I love sweets, <laughs> but that's a little much. Yeah, especially now looking at it. Like, if I saw that when I was a kid, I might be more interested. But now I see that and I just, like... Gag? Yeah, like, I feel my body reacting to all that sugar just, just looking like, at ugh. it. It's literally topped with a lollipop and it has <laughs> p- pink and blue thick syrup. I love syrup. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I love syrup. My favorite syrup in the entire world is the strawberry IHOP syrup. Really? I l- oh, my God. If I could just, like... If I could eat that without any, like, consequences, <gasps> I would devour... I would just drink it. <laughs> Oh my god! It's so good. I poured. I've never even used it. I poured more strawberry syrup, like on my pancakes. Like, wow. there's more syrup than there is pancake. Now I want to go to IHOP. <laughs> let's go after this. Yeah, let's go to IHOP. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it just it's very thick. It kind yeah. it kind of resembles like um just like oil. It, it reminds <laughs> me of like motor oil, like really colorful motor oil. <laughs> It's so gross. That's the worst thing you want to say about pancakes, yeah. about breakfast food. And I had just once, like a slice. Like you did? I did. I you tasted it? I did taste it because I was curious. Yeah, I mean, why and, wouldn't you? And I, I guess. swear, I think I lost five teeth. Yeah. I was just like, it tasted wrong. Your it, teeth were automatically just rotting like, to their core. Like it didn't taste ah. right, and I <laughs> vowed not to eat it. Like my sister took it home. Like, oh, Christopher didn't have it, but Manny, maybe you could have it. I'm like, that's freaking disgusting. No, I'm gonna yeah. just, I'm gonna throw that out. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> it was just so gross. And she left the lollipop on the top. So it, it basically, Ugh. Christopher took like maybe like a bite or two, and I took like one bite. And so it was. So still, he didn't like it. He didn't as a kid. I think because he was so young. I guess he couldn't have what five pancakes at a time. Oh well, yeah, that's true. Um, but we brought it home and it was still kind of like intact like in its form with like all of it stacked up with the lollipop on top because he didn't even have the lollipop oh my goodness oh god we threw it out i think it was a waste of money but um yeah that's i hop never do that again i mean i know they did that again with the lorax but it it wasn't as (laughs) intense it was just like two pancakes with like pink shit on it and then they threatened to like if you don't come to ihop we will not plant a seed well, it's more like if you come, we will plant this. No, seed. no. It's, it's like, you better fucking come or else this planet's gonna go down. Well, this place is called the Wormling Lair. The wor- the Wormlings? Yeah, like W Y M R M. Wait, W Y? R M L I N G, Wormling. Oh, I thought you just couldn't spell. No, <laughs> I, uh, I spelled it wrong when I said it first. <laughs> Alright, let's go to the Wormling Lair. The Wormling. Oh, it's loading up the thing. Who's ready to fuck up some Wormlings? I But they're children. What? Bad. Wormling, it's a ling. They're kids? It's a ling. This is a thing that I have with, like, fantasy and shit. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Manny is right now is waving a hanger at me as he explains this. I'm about to smack you. Um, no. I, I'm not killing kids yet. No, because I hate when they... Can't they just call them children? Why are you calling them children? Because that's the that's the term. That's like can't just call it baby cow. It's a calf. They're not calflings. No, they're not cowlings. But in this species, they're wormlings. It's ridiculous. It's like in Star Wars when they call the kids younglings. Really? Yeah. Like, there's a in uh, Star Wars Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith, Anakin Skywalker. Uh-huh. Who was Luke Skywalker's father, who was also Darth Vader. There's no mage? Uh, murders a bunch of children. Oh, wow. Yes, and that's how he becomes evil. Well, I feel like that that's an act of someone who's already evil. Yeah. It's not like, now I love it. After battling through a bit farther into the temple, uh, we take a small break to get some water. And when we come back, a kind of heated conversation begins. Oh, it gets heated. I, I won't say it's not heated. Between, not, not against each other. No, no, no. We're not angry at each other. Um, I'm angry. Um, rightfully so. I, I think I am uh, that I am correct in this anger. You'll see. You'll see. Boom. I'm back with water for me and queso for you. And, and now we are happy. Oh, yes. And I also brought a Klondike for me. It's frozen, so I gotta let it thaw a bit. It's frozen like Elsa. Elsa's not frozen! <laughs> <laughs> then explain the movie title. Uh, because Disney are a bunch of pussies. Oh. Because, oh, ever since Princess the Frog lost money, we can't have girly names. So, fucking Rapunzel has to be called Tangled. Why? Because boys are not going to see a movie called Rapunzel. Oh, and we can't call Frozen the Snow Queen because queens, those are for ladies. I don't want to see ladies. I want to see big penises. Oh, men. shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you. You're welcome. And there's more where that came from. Hell yeah. So you're welcome, everyone, for listening to my rant 
on Disney current Disney movie titles. Oh, but Wreck It Ralph is fine. That's fine because his name is Wreck It Ralph. Why can't it be Wreck It Patricia? No, Patricia doesn't wreck things. Patricia brings things together. She slays it. She does. Slay it. <laughs> gonna be Wreck It Ralph three. Slay it, Patricia. Hi, Slay Patricia. I like La La Land a lot, but the music is not better than Moana's music. I I I like the movie La La Land. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I probably only like like a couple of the songs. Yeah. I, I like the first song the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it has a hot cha cha kind of ring to it. Hot cha cha, and I like um the song where they go to the party. I love that song cause that also has a hot cha cha to it. Yeah. Uh, and I like the song where they're tap dancing when they like first meet each other. Because that has a hot cha-cha to it. So all the hot cha-cha songs are good. All the hot cha-cha. I hate City of Stars. That's, that's the one that won. That's the one that won. City of Stars. Glam Ryan Gosling. I was literally about to add I'm Ryan Gosling to the song. Um, because that's really like, what else is there to the song? I'm Ryan Gosling. You're welcome. City like, of Stars. That's it. Um, there's a part... In La La Land, it bothers me like a lot because I think it's like a cliche okay. kind of thing that actors do when they get like really dramatic and like their voice becomes so like whispery at the end of a sentence. Okay. Like, uh, wait, that's like the entire audition song though. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm talking about the audition song. So in the audition song, right before she starts singing, she's talking about her fucking aunt. I don't like this crossbow, by the way. I'm gonna switch it to one though. Okay, so she's talking about her aunt and she's like, she went into the water. Speak off! (laughs) Like, we get it, you're trying to be dramatic, but come on. And, like, I kind of found it unrealistic, so she goes to, like, she, she, like, leaves LA, this guy comes, picks her up, and she goes to one audition. Yes. One audition, then she's a fucking star from this one movie. Well, yeah, that was her, uh, big break. That was a big break, and they broke up. After this lovely conversation about all sorts of media properties. <laughs> <laughs> we really just like wanted to make so many references. Yeah, we just had to get it all out there. This is our only platform to just lay it all out. Yeah. <laughs> but finally, we make it to something that's relevant. Finally. Finally. So we continue through the temple and we make it to a large room. And in the large room, there is a, a couple of, I guess they're cultists. cultists. Yeah, cultists. cultists. Yeah. And there's one... In particular, who comes to speak with us. Yes, he's a big kind of brooding man. And um, like most cultists, he's not happy to see us. But at least, you know, he's talking to us. Yeah, I don't think that's even better. (laughs) It's an exclamation point. And that normally means it's a side quest. Mm. So maybe this isn't important. So, um... Hello. Stop. You will go no further. Okay. Jesus. Oh, is that so? I'm Stevon. You'll stand aside if you want to live. Don't say that. I do not wish to talk. Fight, coward. Jesus, bro. I was going to say, who are you? Who the fuck are you? Who are you? You do not have the right to demand my name. Call me by your name. Call me by your name. That's no. the name of this episode. Call tell, me by your name. I say, tell me your name and I'll tell you why I'm here. Yeah. I don't care about his name, but now in principle, I want to know his name. I am Father Colgrim, leader and guide to the disciples of Andraste. Kill us, and you will face Andraste. She will smell our blood. Andraste is like female Jesus, right? Yes. Basically. 
There's more differences than that, but. Be about Jesus! Andraste Superstar! Yeah, they love Andraste Superstar in here. Yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber's Andraste Superstar. <laughs> Kill us and you'll face Andraste. She will smell our blood and the blood of her children on you and her wrath will be great. Children? You mean dragons? No, I think he means himself. Andraste's a dragon. Actually, ask that. Is Andraste a dragon? She is so much more. Oh! She is even more glorious. <laughs> I read that as glamorous. She is more glamorous. <laughs> and has returned to her faithful in a form more radiant than oh. you can imagine. She really is Jesus. Not even she the Tevinter Imperium could hope to slay her now. What hope do you have? I wish to see this arisen Andraste. None but the disciples may approach Andraste. She is not ready yet. When the time is right, she will descend upon the nations in fiery splendor, and all will know her. But perhaps so I was thinking, there is a way to make up for your. You know what this reminds me of? What? Feels like a dragon. He's like, oh, when she's ready, she's gonna rain fire. Is this like? Does he think that Andraste is like arisen as a dragon, and that it's gonna be like, um, like the day of reckoning? What is it called? Judgment Day. Oh yes, like um, second coming. Yeah. Like she's arisen and she's gonna fight, she'll kill us all, and only the true believers are gonna remain. That's like what this reminds me of. It's like Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> yes, exactly. <sighs> I'm not gonna I'm not doing anything for you. Why do you suddenly want to cooperate with me? It may be because I believe in second chances. All of us stumble through the darkness. We are five me, like five yes. inches away from each other. No need to yell. <laughs> God will become her greatest champion. This man turns out to be named Father Colgrim, and he explains to us about the cult's beliefs. In and the highest volume ever. <laughs> yes. So in the middle of all this, by the way, he walks right up to our face and just starts <laughs> yelling in our face. Normally the the computer, uh, not the computer, the characters are like a good like, personal bubble distance away from you not very not very close up to yeah, you yeah like he's really like he's like probably like 2 inches away yeah, from like my he face yeah like he starts okay not 2 inches <laughs> <laughs> but he starts kind of far away and then he walks up as he starts getting more antagonistic and just goes up in Stevan's face and is like just yelling at him about like, go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> if he could say that he would have yeah um so he explains to us about the cult's beliefs and it turns out that they believe Andraste was reborn into the form of a dragon. Ridiculous. And... Ridiculous. <laughs> if they would read the Chant of Life, you know that that would not happen. They would know that that's impossible. It's preposterous. Dumb asses. God. And so uh, he tells us all about their beliefs and he has a task for us. And he has really no... What's the word? Like, he doesn't have the authority to give me a damn task at this moment in time. One, he's yelling in my face. <laughs> yes. Two, he's just, like, being so rude. Yeah, and his cult has been attacking us this whole yeah. time throughout the temple. And also, he doesn't know me. I'm a great warden. I'm above you. <laughs> <laughs> he's just some man yeah. who pretends to be a priest, yeah. even though priests are women. <laughs> God. No respect for gender roles. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, but he does have a task for us, and turns out there's a guardian who's like a spirit guarding Andraste's ashes, and so you have to perform these tasks to prove that you're worthy. 
And uh, turns out the cult is not worthy because they're all terrible people. Yep. And so we have to go there, get to the ashes. And what he wants us to do is take blood from the dragon they believe to be Andraste and just bloop it into the ashes, essentially defiling them. And they believe that this would allow Andraste to ascend into her true form as a dragon and release her from her mortal prison that is the ashes. Don't they, like, you know, think... (laughs) (laughs) At all. At all. They just think. Well, you know what they probably do because this is very elaborate. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's just like you have to take the blood of the dragon and put it into the urn because that's the mortal prison of Andraste. Like, where are you getting all this from? I don't know. Some guy who's probably like writing some like Andraste fan fiction yeah, in his basement. Like a dragon showed up and they were like, that must be Andraste. Andraste. That's her. Oh my God, there she is. Well, I know exactly how to let the dragon assume its true form. Let's, like, what? Let's be honest. They want this to be true because their rumpty dumpty little freaking town is so <laughs> like not important. But if they become the town oh, with yeah, the reincarnation Andraste. of Andraste, they'd be all over oh, yeah. the Denerim news. They just, <laughs> they just care about themselves. Yeah. So we're not too keen on this, obviously. Stevan's pretty, um, he's pretty true to his faith. He's grown up with it. Even if he's not like the most religious person, he's not about to go defile a religious artifact, no matter what religion it is. Yeah. Why would he do such a thing? You have to be very respectful. Exactly. Not of cultists. Not of cultists, no. no. Because they are trying to deface a religious artifact. Exactly, yeah. So that is wrong. They're being wrong. They're being That's like if someone said, take the Holy Grail and drink beer out of it. (laughs) I honestly, to be like, it's sad that I could see a couple people doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So he's saying this dragon, Andraste, cannot have a true form until the ashes are destroyed because they're holding her back from being her dragon uh-huh. um you want me to destroy the ashes i would see you dead first Ooh. this isn't real it's a dragon i love how that like one fantasy thing is not is not real but this fantasy thing is real oh you think that this human okay let's say stevan is religious yeah he wouldn't believe that andraste was born as a dragon now, let's say Savan is not religious. He does not believe that Andraste was born as a dragon. He wouldn't even believe that Andraste was even real. I mean, she was real. It's like Jesus. Jesus was real. That's true. But you, maybe you don't believe that he was, you know, the, what, what's it called? Messiah. The Messiah is true. But it's like this. Andraste is real. Those are her ashes. But that doesn't mean... Well, how does... How, why is he... Why are you gonna, you know, discount that? Well, how do you know Andraste doesn't want to be a dragon? Andraste's not a dragon. This is a cult. This is what the cult believes in. We, we have to be open-minded. No. Okay, we're gonna be open-minded and destroy the ashes of oh, no. the messiah that Stevan believes in? Oh, no, no. But, but that's what he's asking us to do. Well, I, I just I just think that we have to keep all the options up. So what? You want to toss them out a window? I could just imagine the Grand Cleric if she were here. Her head would explode, I kid you not. What is this talk of blood and power? And he thinks Andraste is reborn. It is preposterous. Oh, I do not like this. There is nothing but madness in his words. They all hate this guy. He is a fanatic and a dangerous one. Be warned, he means to lead you astray. The rewards for performing such a service would be great indeed. Um... 
No, I cannot befoul the most holy relic in Thetis. The rewards will be great. You will share in Andraste's power and be blessed as one of her own. Okay, no. I'm sorry, but I cannot sorry, do what, what sorry, you want. I'm sorry, no. Then we cannot allow you to leave here. All right, let's About do this. Arms, my brethren! Andraste will grant us victory! Oh. He's like screaming in my face. Oh, Get out of here. How many are there? Oh, God. Stop stunning me, you cheapskate. So this leads to, yet again, another fucking battle. Yeah, I mean, who could have guessed it, right? I know. I thought we were just going to, you know, be like, listen, listen to yourselves. <laughs> you guys are crazy. And they'd be like, oh, my God. You're so right. I think you're so right. This probably stems from my relationship with my mother. And, <laughs> and then it was Wrap just, it up, boys. Wrap it, it up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up, everyone. <laughs> uh, but no, this ends in... Uh, the only way it can by violence. Yeah, boss battle, of course. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we eventually do defeat them. We do. Hooray. I mean, if we didn't defeat them. They would have defeated us. They would have defeated us. Unless, like, they beat us so much that we were just like, okay, fine. I'll, okay, fine, I'll, I'll defile them. Yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we defeat them and then we go outside and we see a large. Well, well first. Well, we're first. Um, I want to talk a little bit about different ways this can end. Oh, okay. There we go. Start. Because we made the decision not to defile the ashes, but you can choose to agree with him. And if you do, obviously this boss battle doesn't happen. He allows you to have the blood of the dragon. And then you take that on your way to continue further down. So rather than killing them and going in, you know, still pure and whatnot, you can <laughs> go in with the blood in hand. And you don't have to, once you eventually get to the urn, you don't have to use the blood and defile it, but you now have it on you, and like Colgrim thinks you're on his side. And there's another perk because as a warrior, there's like a secret specialization that you can get through this interaction. Oh, really? It's called the Reaver specialization, and it's basically like blood magic, but for warriors because you oh, just yeah, turn yeah. into like a blood sucking like <laughs> monster. Not a, like literally, but like where you just like going into people's necks, like. <laughs> And just like <laughs> sucking out at all the blood like a vampire. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> um, all the attacks in that specialization involve you like losing some of your life in order to do really powerful attacks. And so if you side with him, he'll teach you how to do that. But we don't. We don't side with him. And we probably wouldn't have used that anyway yeah, because no. we die enough yeah. to be like taken away from our lives. So we we made the right decision. We did. Yes. But like many said, we venture out into the outdoors because now we're on top of a mountain and what do we see oh we see a giant big lovely dragon yes andraste herself quote unquote quote unquote yes we don't know we haven't proven that but it's most likely false yeah, it's most likely false it's most likely false they, as i said before <laughs> their stupid little town is wait, on is, wait, 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 what if it's a male dragon <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's like this isn't even a female dragon yeah, you guys are fucking idiots it's like this is their big ball of twine this is what keeps them going this is like if anyone's ever seen um the show oh what's it world's dumbest yeah i've seen uh, World's Dumbest. yes there is a, a holiday um episode okay and where they talk about a specific canadian town that has a groundhog's day like ceremony okay and during one of the ceremonies one of the groundhogs died oh no and like they held a funeral for it <laughs> oh, they no. have a they erected a 
statue in oh its memory goodness. so this is what i feel like this town is like it's this, just a random dragon it's a random dragon and this is like their thing like it's like he's <laughs> gonna put us on the map everyone's gonna come to our you know gift shops and all that stuff <laughs> i mean when we got to haven they said that like you can go to the merchant and nothing else exactly so, like, they want people to come here for their because gift they shop. they don't want to know what their plan is no no they're, they're all in on it's it. just marketing that's <laughs> all it is they just want us to go to the gift shops <laughs> And he's gonna like sell T-shirts. Like I went to Haven and met Andraste. I met Andra. I love Andraste. <laughs> so Andraste herself appears before us as a great, great dragon. Uh oh, this looks like a dragon pen. Look at us glowing, badasses up in here. Yeah. Wynn's still wearing her original clothes, right? Yes. Uh, oh, that's a dragon. Guys, it's look at that vignette. It's on Frosty. So after my terrified scream. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, because what happened? We hit the gong. Yeah, so the, the cutscene ends. You walk down a bridge, and there's just a gong. Yeah, there's, and then, like, Brandon's like, let's hit the gong. <laughs> and it hits the gong. And then, like, you just see the dragon go, poosh, disappear from the top of its, like, little cliff area. <laughs> and then just poof yeah, in front of us. Slams down hard. it's like, hard. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so scary. the dragon appears uh, out of thin air, and then we are no match. We absolutely annihilated. Absolutely annihilated. Like, Stevan gone in like two seconds. Yeah. Alistair dead immediately afterwards. <laughs> the only one that was left surviving was Wynn, and we were just, she was just like stabbing spells into him, yeah, and then like, like... And the sound effects for mage magic is like... Like, it's so, like, unimposing yeah. when mages cast their typical spells, and, and it's just like, Wynn's just alone, like... And you just see a huge fireball go after, like, ah! when she got hit with the fire, she did, like, this little double take, like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop it, stop it! And then, you know, she and died. And she died. So, that battle is actually optional. You don't yes. actually have to... That's, like, an end game, yeah. like, optional boss. Yeah, you don't have to fight fake Andraste, no. the freaking tourist trap, the, the twine ball <laughs> of this town. Um, So, we just, you know skip this yeah. battle and, and get back up and just walk right past yeah you know what because you don't just, have to gong because the uh dragon is technically asleep she's like oh know, yeah she's, she's just so tired the gong she's, wakes her up and yeah. then she attacks you for waking her up she doesn't know she doesn't know that she's a deity yeah <laughs> she didn't ask for this she's like i just wanted a snack i just wanted some fig <laughs> i'm not your god just let me sleep <laughs> i just want if you just give me some fucking fig newtons i'll just let you through <laughs> jesus so we pass her some fig newtons and we just walk on by and we eventually make it to this spirit guardian that we've been told about by father colgrim the late Father Colgrim. The late Father Colgrim. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to have such like a title. Like, no. Oh, the late. No, no he's fucking dead, the, Father Colgrim. The Gold. cultist. Gold, Gold. Yeah. The dirty cultist. The disgusting human putrid filth that is Father <laughs> Colgrim. But instead we make our way to this nice guardian spirit. I bid you welcome, Pilgrim. I'm here with like ashes. I killed Colgrim, I'll kill you too. Oh, Jesus! 
You have come to honor Andraste, and you shall, if you prove yourself worthy. Um, I need Ash to cure a noble man. Still, you must prove yourself worthy. It is not my place to decide your worthiness. The gauntlet does that. If you are found worthy, you will see the urn and be allowed to take a small pinch of the ashes for yourself. If not... If not what? I have to interrupt him? Oh wait, maybe it's a glitch. No, it's, no, I think that's how it's supposed to go. Are you sure? What is the gauntlet? The gauntlet tells the true pilgrims from the false. You will undergo four tests of faith, and we shall see how your soul fares. Alright, let's get this over with. Yes. Alright, can you tell me anything else about this gauntlet? Yeah, yeah. You will understand what it is when you face it. God damn it. Very well, I went to the gauntlet. The guardian greets us, very cordial. Very nice for a ghostly figure. Yeah, very ghostly. And he just looks like a human. Like, he's, like, he doesn't solid. Look ghostly. Yeah. He's solid like a person, but his voice is like... <laughs> like, like, like that little ghostly echo. Right, exactly. And he tells us about what we're going to face in what's called the gauntlet. And the gauntlet is a series of tests of faith. Which we'll get into. Yeah, we'll get into that's that. That's like, he says tests of faith, or at least that's how he, I'm paraphrasing his description of it, but I'm putting it in heavy quotes. Like, they're <laughs> definitely tests, but I don't know if they're tests of a faith. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> he goes on to ask us each, before we enter the gauntlet, questions about our psyche a bit. It's like going to like the therapist. Like, he's our therapist now. <laughs> he's our therapist, starting with Stevan. I see that the path that led you here was not easy. There is suffering in your past. Your suffering and the suffering of others. You abandoned your father and mother, leaving them in the hands of Brandon Howe, knowing he would show no mercy. Okay, well, abandoned is not how it went. They made me go, that is true. Yes, I should have defended them to the death. Yes, I should have insisted that my mother come with me. No, I had to survive to tell Fergus we were betrayed. How do you know of my past? My answer is my own guardian. I'm gonna say, how do you know of my past? Before I answer. Girl. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Say. Your path is laid out before me and plain to see. The lines. In the lines of your face and the scars on your heart. You can't see that. Do you believe you failed your parents? I mean, he probably feels survivor's guilt. Yes. So should we say, yes, I should have defended them to the death? Yes. I feel like he would believe that. Thank you. That is all I wish to know. You are too hard on yourself. No one's perfect. Accept your failings, but do not let them govern your life. You could not have known what would happen. Mystically, this guardian happens to know all of these dark kind of points of pain. Shit's and everyone's been going backstory. up the grapevine. <laughs> yeah, apparently he knows about all this stuff. And he asks Devon if he's guilty about leaving his parents to die. And how could he not? I mean, in our headcanon, like, Stevan is really feeling, he's very guilt-stricken oh, yeah. about it because he loves his family. I mean, how could anyone, like, 
leave his dying family knowing their fate and go on even if it's for the betterment of him and like his country yeah how can you do that with a clear conscience? because like honestly if i was in the situation i tried like my fucking damnness damnedest to like <laughs> pull my dying father and yeah my, like my, take them with you yeah like i put him on especially my back since his mother run. was like able still. yeah like she could have left but she chose to stay and stevan mm-hmm. didn't yeah and he could have chosen to also stay yeah but he left them yeah and so he must feel incredible incredible guilt about that yeah which is cool that we had the opportunity to express that here instead of just like well that's the end of that let's continue with the story yeah you know <laughs> it's like it's like oh yeah they're dead but fuck that let's keep going yeah we have a story especially since there's so many possible origins to your character like the fact that it's touched up upon again and you get to see the repercussions of it it's not just like well that was your origin fun right yeah now let's do this you know at least it kind of lingers yeah, and we kind of get a, yeah. a vision into how he yeah. feels about it. And I love the fact that after we answer, uh, like, yes, I feel guilt. I should have stayed with them. Mm-hmm. We have our companions yeah. basically saying like, oh, no, it's okay. You couldn't. Have, there's no way you could have stopped it. Yeah. And it's like. Like, they're all clearly very familiar with, like, the struggles that he's gone through mm-hmm. and which, very sympathetic. Which shows the, um, the family dynamic. Yeah, that they, they're not just work partners. Yeah, <laughs> though I would have wondered what Morgan would have said if we brought her with us. That's really true. What? Because probably she'd be a little bit, you know. She'd probably say like, "You did what you had to." Like she probably would have said something like that, but in a more condescending way. Yeah, like maybe not super sugary and nice, but it still would have agreed with Stevan. Yeah. I, I'm very interested in what she probably would have said. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what? They were dead anyway. You had to do what you had to do. <laughs> yeah. That's probably exactly. It probably would have been something like that. Like, yeah. you couldn't have helped them. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, next up is Alistair. And what of those that follow you? Alistair, Knight, and Warden. You wonder if things would have been different if you were with Duncan on the battlefield. You could have shielded him from the killing blow. You wonder, don't you, if you should have died and not him? Yes. If Duncan had been saved and not me, everything would be better. If I just had the chance, maybe I... Ask your question, Guardian. I am ready. So as Alistair was, you know, (laughs) just... Like, just spreading out. Like, he was just, like, spreading his thoughts and his guilt yeah, his he was soul just opening his heart, opening out, heart out, out for everyone and then like win just as a <laughs> selfish person like i want okay let me talk let me i want my question my he question. hesitated for a moment he's like if only i was part of the battle maybe i i'm ready for your question i'm ready for your question <laughs> like he was still like he wasn't done talking win it's like you hesitated you hesitated there alistair and now it's my turn it's my turn you had a couple seconds it's like a debate <laughs> 30 seconds make your damn point now it's my turn. It's one thing if Alistair hesitated a little bit and the Guardian was like, and you win. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Guardian was the one to pass it on and let Alistair stew in it. But no, Wynn just piped up like, okay, it's my turn. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. actually ready. I don't have to think <laughs> like Alistair is. You can go to me it's now. Like I've sorted through my problems. Okay. Yeah. And she like knows what he's going to ask. She's just ready for it. It's like, come at it, bitch. Come at me, Come bitch. at me. What you got? You are ever the advisor. Ready with a word of wisdom. Do you wonder if you spout only platitudes, burned into your mind in the distant past? Perhaps you are only a tool, used to spread the word of the circle in 
the Chantry. Does doubt ever chip away at your truths? You frame the statement in the form of a question. Yet you already know our answers. There is no sense in hiding, is there? Yes, I do doubt at times. Only the fool is completely certain of himself. Wynne's response seems prepared. Like, she definitely practiced this in yeah. front of a mirror. Like, I feel like she knows the future and knows that she's going to talk to this guy. She's like, okay, I'm going to practice every single damn line, what I'm going to say. I'm also going to just fucking grill him yeah, because just... he's a dumbass and I'm smart. Yeah, like, him. she knows so much about spirits. Like, as soon as she heard she was asking us questions, she was like, okay, I know what he's going to ask about for me. So I'm just <laughs> going to have it prepared. And even when he asks the question, she's like, well, you already know the answer. So there's no point in me not answering, I guess. <laughs> just asking a rhetorical question, basically. And then she gives the fool line. Only fools are not cert- are always certain of themselves or yeah. whatever. So I she mean, just she has a point. She, know, she knows her flaws. Yeah. She knows that, you know, she's not 100% correct. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's- I feel like it's coming from a place of like a healthy mindset. Yes, certainly. Definitely. And then after Win is done getting her, you know, psyche evaluated. <laughs> it's time for Leliana. Yeah, I feel like Leliana gets it the worst. Yeah, she basically gets, like, shamed for everything. And you, why do you say the Maker speaks to you when all know that the Maker has left? He spoke only to Andraste. Do you believe yourself her equal? I never said that. I... In Orlais, you were someone. In Lothering, you feared you would lose yourself, become a drab sister, and disappear. When your brothers and sisters of the Cloister criticized you for what you professed, you were hurt, but you also reveled in it. It made you special. You enjoyed the attention even if it was negative. You're saying that I made it up for... for the attention? I did not. I know what I believe. The way is open. Good luck, and may you find what you seek. So after all four of us were evaluated psychologically, um, and basically the Guardian basically saying that Leliana's a stubborn bitch. Like attention whore. Attention whore. Yeah. And it's like, wow, how dare you? You're like, like oh that's really God. cruel. Like, I kind of don't like this guardian guy. And Leliana's Leliana's basically like, maybe a little. Maybe a little. <laughs> I accepted it. Um, so yeah, after he leaves, we are finally able to go in mm-hmm. and do our tasks, our little things we had to do to prove to Andraste and the Maker that we are faithful. Yeah, exactly. And they're just such tests of faith. Let me tell you, Manny. Uh, what do we see first? Uh, we see a ghostly, a room of ghostly figures. Yeah, it's like like maybe eight of them. Yes. So basically how they look. Yeah, not as corporeal looking as the Guardians yes. did. So like when they have like their bodies, they're all like um, transparent. Yeah, transparent. You see, like, kind of their wispiness. And you could see their... You don't see their face, but you could see their hair. Oh, my God, yes. So, their hair is... It is also transparent, but since it's generally darker color than, like, their skin... Yeah, I think all of them have white skin and dark hair. Yeah. So, in all the cases, 
you can see through their heads and you just see their hair on the other side and it looks like they have crazy like glitched out faces it is so freaky and you have to talk to each and every one of them the smallest lark could carry it while a strong man might not of what do i speak oh they're riddles yes um these spirits provide you with a riddle you need to solve um, it's like a BuzzFeed quiz, uh, quiz for Christ. Yeah, yeah, like, it doesn't actually prove anything about your faith. It just proves how good you are at solving riddles. <laughs> like, how does that make you worthy? It's like, um, uh, it reminds me of The Hobbit. Uh, that's how uh, <laughs> that happens between Gollum and Bilbo Baggins. They, oh. uh, if Bilbo can't solve Gollum's riddles, yeah. Gollum gets to eat him. Oh my God. Yep. So riddles are important. But at least that's just like, I guess that's some sort of like serial killer power trip of just like, oh, I'm so smart. You're so dumb. I'm just going to eat you and you're powerless. But like, this is like we're testing your faith to see if you're worthy and pure of heart (laughs) to access the urn of sacred ashes. It's like, let me see how much you know about Andraste. What is the color of snow and destroy snails? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. So... We talk to each person and we have to solve each of their riddles. We get all of them right because we're just so astute and clever. <laughs> we're just so smart. Um, we were wondering what would happen if you got one wrong. Okay. Turns out um, incorrect answers will result in the appearance of an ash wraith. So oh, an evil Lakitu. Another Lakitu. Yeah, you'll need to defeat it. And it awards less experience than getting it right. Oh, okay. So you should try to get it right. And yeah, we, we do all that. And... Every spirit that you interact with um, takes the form of a person in Andraste's life. And when you answer the riddle correctly, they, they're like, yes. And then somehow the answer of the riddle relates to the way that they interacted with Andraste during their life. So the first person we spoke to, the answer to the riddle was a tune. It was like the weakest blah, blah, blah can carry it. But a strong man may not be able to yeah. and carry a tune. And so... We find out that was a childhood friend of Andraste and they used to sing songs when they played, you know, things like that. Oh, wow. How fun. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So this whole interaction led me to wanting to learn more about Andraste herself. Mm -hmm. And so there's a whole rabbit hole because the Dragon Age um, backstory is just so like in depth. But essentially Andraste is a woman who rose up from like her humble origins to become a prophet basically of the maker and she eventually became influential enough to rise against the Tevinter Imperium who were holding elves as slaves and she played a role in essentially fighting against the Imperium and leading their armies and their troops and everyone kind of gathered under her banner if you will and so she became like known as the voice of the maker and that she was spreading his word and since lots of kind of not supernatural but lots of like worldly miracles led to their win for example, um, one of the disciples who led her army, his riddle answer was hunger. And he describes how the maker rained sunlight down onto Vinter and killed all their crops. So they oh they became hungry and the armies were defeated and it allowed them like to have a victory. And they said that Andraste's connection to the maker allowed them to win from this like divine intervention. <laughs> Stuff like that is really interesting about her history. And uh, that's kind of the role that she plays. So in a sense, she's sort of like, Jesus, I wouldn't, but not. I wouldn't say she's like Jesus. Because um, Jesus in... Jesus was, how he is described, is a son yeah, of He's God. like the incarnation. He's like, a, yeah, an incarnation of God on earth. Yeah. So this is more in line with like 
other prophets and other religious yeah uh like i just need to read more <laughs> about <laughs> other prophets this sounds a lot I, I'm, I don't know who really it sounds a lot like but it sounds familiar like someone who just speaks yeah for the maker yeah like in the same vein of like moses like moses yeah, yeah like that type of like they did good for people like moses leading the slaves out of um out egypt. Of egypt yeah yeah like that kind of she did the same thing she yeah. helped the slaves i feel like that's the most um connection direct connection and divine intervention leading to them like their victory and yeah so i feel like that's the closest so we can have analogy. like an andraste passover <laughs> we could have a DreamWorks movie about Andraste. About Andraste. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be amazing. But you heard it. You heard Dragon it. Age, please. Please. Give us that prequel movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Andraste for you. We continue through the gauntlet. And the next challenge, Manny, is a familiar face. Is that right? Oh, and it's a familiar face. Oh! My dearest child. Daddy? Father? Daddy! You know that I am gone. Daddy! No more must you grieve, my boy. Take the pain and the Don't trust it. It's a trap. Let go. It's a trap. It Don't trust time. it. You have such it. a long yes. road ahead of you, and you must be prepared. And so I leave this in your hands. I know you will do great things with you. Did you give me something? Look what I get. Daddy's dead. That's not my daddy. Daddy, I had sex. So, yes, daddy. It's daddy. It's daddy. <laughs> as soon as we saw him, Manny reverted back to the moment he last saw him. <laughs> it was like a flashback, like a just a really messed up flashback. And I was like, <gasps> what, daddy? <laughs> daddy. If you listen to episode zero or zero zero two of Entertainment Origins, Manny uses the exact same like inflection <laughs> when he sees his daddy. <laughs> it's like I remember. <laughs> I feel like I know this is probably really messed up. Is like when in the camp, like Stevan, sometimes has like really really bad nights. Oh no! And just like screams like in that inflection, like Daddy! Oh no! Daddy! Oh no! And that's why some of the people. That's why Morgan hates us. <laughs> like but now Severin, you don't see me screaming for Flemeth. Flemeth. <laughs> <laughs> This That's like, what she screams. She's like, Flemeth. And she does like stabbing motions. But now Zevran comforts us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Zevran's not here, nor is Morgan. Yeah, so daddy's going to be screamed. <laughs> yes. Um, on second thought, though, um, I, I was thinking about, you know, the whole Andras day, um, who she could be compared to in okay. like real life religions. And I was mm -hmm. thinking, because I'm not 100%, not even like 50%. Like no, I know a lot about the Islam religion, but I feel okay. like she kind of sounds like a Muhammad figure, like a maybe like a mix between Muhammad and Moses. Yes, something like that. At least in her inspiration on her effect on the yes. religion. Because like I feel like what I feel like I know I, I could be totally wrong mm -hmm. is that Muhammad is a prophet from God, mm -hmm. and he's very big in in Islam. So yeah. and like you know, Andraste is not like, Andraste is not Jesus because Andraste is not as just like bloodline descendant of yeah, god right of the makers so like she's just another prophet so she right. is more in line with moses and muhammad than jesus right than jesus even though like because the chantry is in line with like an analogy towards 
Christianity, I guess it's easy to say. And Andraste's like, they're Jesus. Mm -hmm. But really, she's not. Yeah, no. Yeah, she holds a different role, which I like that it's not totally direct. Yeah, because I feel like it would have been like, oh, really? We have to have Christianity in this? Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, no. It kind of pulls from all different religions. Yeah, which, which is like. really cool. I like when video games have like their own world religion. Yeah. Like Zelda's religion okay. is very much Japanese inspired. Okay, that does So make sense. it's really cool because, you know, they're more, it's more foresty, like yeah. nature, which I feel like is, I think the Japanese are more in tune okay. with nature in their religion. Yeah. And the elves in Dragon Age, they're um, polytheistic in that they have multiple, like, yeah. elven gods. And um, in Orzammar, they will learn that the dwarves value ancestry as almost like a divine like holy uh entity i guess yeah. so it's really cool how they're they're all kind of analogous analogous to real world um belief systems and that yeah. kind of makes it makes it cool yeah it makes it cool it makes the conversations like actually meaningful and yeah. that you can you can actually pull something from there and apply it to like real world analogies as opposed to just being like fictional garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, after that, we actually do uh, two more tasks. Well, we have a couple more tasks, but two yeah. of them, one of them was- I'd like to, um, by the way, before we do, I'd just like to remind that although meeting our father was nice, uh, it was in no way a test of faith. Oh, was no way to test no, faith. It was test of character, maybe. I, I, I guess know. a little, like to see if you would break I mean, down crying. He kind of just like <laughs> he probably just like came and was like here's here's something. Yeah, he didn't like antagonize us. He was just Which, like, was he just like a ghost that was able to give me an item? Yeah, he gave us something. Yeah. So like, okay, thank you. Like that's not a test of faith. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Which, what, whatever. What comes next? So what comes next afterwards is um a battle where we get to fight our friends ourselves basically ourselves, but they're like invisible spirits. Mm -hmm. And they say, like, above their heads, it'll be like, Stevon, Liliana, and you just fight them, and they have all the same abilities as you. Yeah. And you win, and congrats, you're so faithful. Like, none <laughs> of these are tests of faith. Yeah, it's like, they're, they're just, like, little, they're just puzzles. They're just puzzles. They're it's not even puzzles. The dad thing wasn't a puzzle. <laughs> this fight isn't a puzzle. No. It's no. just a fight. The other one's just a conversation. And then after that um, is another puzzle where we have yeah. to, like make these invisible platforms appear so we could walk across. Yeah, by stepping on certain, like, tiles that fall into the yeah. floor. I would say out of all, like, the, like, sections of this game, this feels the most video gamey like, <laughs> like, thing where it's like, oh, this is a test of faith. And it's just, like, little puzzles. It's, puzzles. it's like a That's Zelda such an dungeon. RPG thing to do. Yeah. yeah, to be like, we're gonna test your character. But all they're testing is to know if you can, like, solve a puzzle yeah. and have four friends to help you stand in certain like, places. It's like, oh, look how knowledgeable you are. Look how clever you are. Yeah. You're such a test of faith. Yeah, you must be so religious. And then, yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, and anyone could do this. Any, like, if your character was like an elf that did not believe in Andraste, they could still do this. And people playing the elf character was able to do this yeah. perfectly fine. It, <laughs> there's nothing no, no way. that requires no, yeah. you to believe in any of this. Um, and so after that invisible platform task, we actually get to the final <laughs> one, which involves an altar. Probably the weirdest one. It is the weirdest one. But you know what? I feel like this one is the most test of faithy. Oh, I agree. Yeah. This is the most test of faithy, but also the weirdest, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. So let's see what happens. The altar. The altar. The altar is a little more than a dusty stone slab. You can make out an inscription carved into its face. Cast off the trappings of worldly life and cloak yourself in the goodness of spirit. King and slave, lord and beggar, be born anew in the maker's life. Sight. <laughs> I also have to remove my equipment. 
We're naked. The altar has inscribed that you need to rid of all your possessions and go back to the way we were all made as equals. So I'm guessing we all had underwear when we were born. <laughs> yeah, because we have to remove all of our equipment and all of our stuff and we're just left in our underwear, which I guess doesn't count, even though we all know Liliana has the most expensive underwear of all of us. Oh, she does. <laughs> I, I was looking at, at Wynn because remember, Wynn is... Of age. That's so true. She's, and so she's I'm like, what? She, definitely I, the most elderly. She's the most elderly. And I was like, oh, wow. She has a rocking body. She has a beautiful body. Yes. Yeah. She doesn't have like, you know, old people underwear. She <laughs> has like, I think, not exactly what Leliana's wearing, but like, but she, it's, it's same genre. Same genre. Yeah. Very classy. And uh, this somehow proves your faith. Like, I get that the idea is that you're supposed to remove your worldly possessions and we didn't mention this, but there's an altar and there's a fire right in front of it. And it's implied that once you remove all your equipment, you can pass through the fire unfazed. So I get that you're supposed to believe that um, without protection, you're able to walk through the fire and be safe. But it's just weird that it's like your final task is to get naked. <laughs> like <laughs> that part of it is just yeah. kind of weird. It's like get naked. I want you to get naked. But Guardian, get naked. Get naked. Oh, my God. So if you were to not get naked and walk through the fire, you would presumably die. Mm-hmm. Right. But so this is our, this is actually showing our faith because yeah. we're showing that we're willing to remove everything and put ourselves in danger. I mean, it's the easiest of all these things, all these tasks. It is like you're not faced with like a traumatic past or fighting yourself or anything like that. But. In person, I would imagine it'd be hard to, like, yeah. take a leap of faith and walk through the flames. And naked. Because, like, for all you know, you're going to, like, burn alive with without protection. I mean, anything. you could just run. You could. And we do, just because the running animation is yeah. for everything. So I guess we do run, but yeah. it still hurts. I mean, it'll hurt, but, like, you won't be like, ah! It'd yeah. be like, it's like, ooh, a little... It would just be hot and it would burn you a little bit. Like, you probably have, like, a little little scar. Yeah, we'll have to use an injury kit And then just stop, drop, and roll, and then you... And you're good, and then you get burned. Yeah. (laughs) And once this happens, uh, the fire disappears, our equipment reappears, and the Guardian congratulates us. You have been through the trials of the gauntlet. You're, like, standing in the fire. You have walked the path of Andraste, and like her, you have been cleansed. You have proven yourself worthy, Pilgrim. Yay! Approach the sacred ashes. The Guardian allows us passage to the urn, and he disappears. Our equipment reappears, and a cinematic cutscene begins. It's very, like, dramatic and uh-huh. moody, and, like, the camera swirling around the, the statue of Andraste. Yeah. Uh, Stevan is slowly walking up the steps with, like, a chorus going, like, Yeah, I'd like to imagine that's the Guardian. <laughs> like, he disappeared, but he's still, like, in the room as a spirit invisible and just going, Part of me thinks it's his, it's his, uh, his radio. It's his, <laughs> his eye home. It's like, okay, time to play playlist. I've been waiting to play this forever Ever. for someone to finally make it. <laughs> I love that all my references for this game are like slightly modern. Like, yeah. like Ferelden is a slightly modern world. Yeah. Just they want to be medieval for some reason. Yeah, th- this is an aesthetic choice. Yeah, but really they have all the same technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we walk up to the ashes or the urn. 
It's very beautiful. The camera shows us from above, from like behind the shoulder of the Andrasse statue with its hands upturned. It's very beautiful. Light rays down onto it. And here we are in front of the sacred urn. I never dreamed I would ever lay my eyes on the urn of sacred ashes. I, I, I have no words to express. I didn't think anyone could succeed in finding Andraste's final resting place. But here, here she is. I could not have asked for a greater honor than to be here. I will never forget this. More going to be like, okay, so it's a box. It's a dirty box. Fucking destroy it and lick it off the ground. Alright, I guess we're gonna take a pinch for our Lehman. We got it! So we finally got these damn ashes. I know. We've we been after these ashes since Lothering. That was when we first heard about this. Isn't that crazy? I know. And now that we could finally heal this damn person. Yeah. Because it I, took us... Let's see. We learned about it in episode five. And this is episode 17. It took us 12 episodes to finally get these ashes. Freaking Connor... <laughs> <laughs> Like, for Christ's sake, we start, we, we go to so Red much. Cliff, and then one problem leads to another problem, which leads to another problem. <laughs> it's like, I've had enough, and now I'm just so glad that we finally have these damn ashes, yeah. and we finally get to go heal our Eamon and go home and go somewhere else, because my God. And this is God. still another problem on top of a problem, because once we heal our Eamon, that's so he can help us defeat Loghain. So it's like, it's still, like, leading up to a problem. Yeah. But oh at least, goodness. like, the Red Cliff problem would just be done. Yes, yeah. We're finally getting to that point. Yeah. Um, but uh, as we leave... Yeah, we gotta get out of this damn We gotta get temple. out of this place. Um, we meet up with Brother Genitivi. He's still waiting by the door this whole time. I mean, how is he not dead? I just really don't understand. Yeah, like, once he was safe, we should have just brought him with us. Like, we cleared the way. Just yeah, be like, okay, come on, let's yeah, go. Yeah, we killed everyone. He's like, you, you want to come? He probably would have. He probably would have came. Because this is like his life goal. They're probably going like, I won't strip and go through the fire. <laughs> and then he does. Like, well, just, you probably should. They probably should. He's like, I'll walk through. No, no. It'd be like, like an Indiana Jones movie, like when the Nazis' uh, face melts. <laughs> or when that person who drinks the wrong cup from the Holy Grail and just like disintegrates it. Or when the Asian, not the Asian. I meant to say the German. Or uh, the no, German lady. No, no, the Russian lady. Russian. Although no wonder, because Russia is basically Asia. Yeah. When the Russian lady learns all the knowledge in the universe and then, like, explodes or whatever. <laughs> the fourth movie, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, so we head over and we meet up with Brother Genitivi. Yes. Welcome back. You were gone for quite some time. Oh, a couple well, minutes. did you find it? What? The urn? Oh, shit. We uh, explained to Genitivi what happened and then we got the ashes. But uh, he has different plans for what he wants to do. Yes. Much like this disgusting, like, little town, <laughs> they want this area to become a tourist trap to go True. visit. This this whole freaking episode is about everyone trying to capitalize on a religion. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to take Andraste out of Andrastism. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's like they all want to be that person outside of these gates with a top hat. Like, come on, come on. Who wants to meet Andraste's urn? <laughs> Who wants to meet Dragon Andraste feeding Fig Newtons? Come on down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Col not Colgrim. We killed him. Genitivi <laughs> is like, we should tell everyone so that they can make the pilgrimage to see the ashes, which I get. 
but it's dangerous. Like you have to do all these puzzles and you have to pass a dragon. And you have to meet up with a guardian. So we're like, no, like it should be sacred. It should be left alone. Genetivi insists. He just wants to capitalize. Not that he wants people to pay, but Capit- really brand. He wants to be famous. He wants, he wants to, be to be famous, famous. for finding the ashes. He wants to be on E and be like, hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know me just discovering Andraste. They'll make all the Andrasian rock music about him. Oh my God. He's going to just start a whole new trend. It's of like he wants to be the one music. to find the Holy Grail. Yeah. It's just like that. Yes. But we're not having it. No, we're not. But the urn belongs to all the faithful. How can you deny this to them? No, we must share it. I agree. We We cannot cannot withhold this from others. It is not our place. You have noble intentions, Brother Genitivi. But can you say the same of your brethren in the Chantry? So everyone comes by and takes some ashes from the urn. Oh, I hope that urn is (laughs) self-replenishing. I will spread this good news or die trying. I must return home. I have much to do. If you ever find yourself in Denerim, please visit me. I am not a rich man, but I have a small collection of interesting artifacts, and I do owe you a reward for coming to my rescue. Oh. I hope to see you soon, my friend. Okay. So one of those options was to kill Genitivi. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Like, because I, okay, first he said, like, oh, people should go... Thus ends episode 17 of Enchantment Origins. And that was half references, half story. Yeah, most of the time we were just fighting through the temple. I know. And it eventually ends with us uh, having to cave into Genitivi because the only way to stop him was to kill him. And we weren't going to do that. Yeah, no. So he is going to spread the word about the ashes, but, um, you know, charging like at least $5. Yeah, I mean, if he does it for free, at least, then I'll be happy. For now, until he gets, like, a gift shop or something. Yeah, but we can't worry about that yet, because we have the ashes. So now we have to go heal a dying man. Go heal Arl Eamon. And finally finish the damn freaking Redcliffe storyline. I'm done. I want to go somewhere (laughs) else. I'm just tired. Arl Eamon, get up. Let's go. I'm hungry. Yeah, we're good. We're done. We're going to do it. If you want to follow us online, you can do so on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast. You can also email us your thoughts at EnchantmentPodcast at gmail.com. And to support the show, you can rate and review us on iTunes or, well, Apple Podcasts. And that would be a huge support. As always, I'm Brandon. And I'm Manny. And this has been Enchantment. And enjoy the rest of your stay at Disney's Magic Kingdom.